Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Hello and welcome to J-Dub forgetting that there's a show after the intro. Is there? <laughs> it, it, don't pick good music for your intros, folks. That's your pro podcast tip brr, Listen, brr, 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 of the day. What these people do not understand <laughs> is that while this song is playing, there is a secret goblin version being sung very enthusiastically behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like... Um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You pl you you sing no, all the you, parts. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's all the parts are nothing. Y every listening session to Bohemian Rhapsody is itself a performance, exactly. and that's that's it. Exactly. Well, uh, calm your <laughs> an, an calm. early Justin in the chat. Calm. Thank you for being patient. Yes, we are at a new time. It worked for everybody involved, and also just was uh, more convenient. And so nine thirty it is. We be here. And we be talking about Lord of the Rings. And so if you missed last week's um, coming in late to the game, uh, that is the takeover for the remainder of the year, for the month. Uh, a Star Wars podcast not talking about Star Wars. And not talking about Christmas, Bah Humbug. Who's ever, <laughs> who's ever heard of that? And so This is not um, a festive sweater. This is a goose sweater. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> everybody does. Everybody messes with me because no, so this is the like this is seventy hour work week, John. Just putting yeah. that out there. So last week, okay, last week I have an excuse. I am overworked and underpaid, and I was like off my rocker. Okay, Take a sip so, of my spicy beverage. I don't want any of that to come back against me. I promise. I love Lord of the Rings, and I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes, did this uh, movie improve your opinion on Elijah Wood? No, no, no. Do you think anything can no. improve your opinion? <laughs> Meeting um, him. <laughs> I don't know about that. So uh, one day we'll see. So if you don't know what that's all about, you have to listen to the last week's episode uh, and laugh at my trauma. It's so funny. Um, but uh, as for this week, we are continuing. So we started off, you obviously start where it all begins with the joining and the fellowship of the ring. Um, and, you know, that only lasts for one movie. And then that's we're true. onward um, into uh, the big climactic middle of the trilogy uh, of sorts. Uh, that's not a trilogy, but is a trilogy. It's a sextology. Tolkien. Um, Tolkien was a mad lad uh, and and doing some great things. Uh, yes, I want to meet Elijah Wood so I can punch him in the face. Uh, that's on the internet I still now. Still don't so there understand you go. why you hate that man so much. I don't either, but it is what it is. And uh, yeah, it's about time we get our guests in here. So let me um, just throw some jingly cheap keys at the uh, kids here. If you want to turn the channel, go ahead, fool. Turn the channel. If you want to learn something about God, shut your mouth and listen to me for a minute. Shut your mouth and listen to me for a minute. <laughs> that is live footage of Andy uh, leading up to this podcast. It's true. <laughs> I am so excited for Andy to be loosed yes. on this podcast. Uh, uh, and, and so is Andy, the lovely Andy, uh, pre-gaming 
gorgeous, uh, Andy. <laughs> and ready all ready and raring all week for for this one. Um, uh, excited to have you here, and of course, uh, Big Mike returning. Big Mike. Andy and and Mike, uh, friends of the show, at first time together. Yes. No. No. no wait no. a minute. I don't I remember. We're on another show together. I will believe you because I'm not in my right mind and you're smarter I've, than me. I've, I've been here a handful of times. You know, I, I haven't caught up to my oh, nemesis no. yet, but uh, we're getting closer and closer. Uh, yes, yes, closer and closer to stealing Michael's uh, punch card uh, for guest appearances. <laughs> yes. And, 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 quick zoom on the newest addition to the herd uh, lineup. First and hopefully not only if they're not embarrassed to be seen with us. Uh, I don't blame you. The Dr. Daver of A Larger View Pod. Welcome. Welcome, sir. Yes. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be on here and talking about, I'll, I'll just plant a flag now, the best Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, oh. starting out strong. I mm -hmm. like it. I like it. You'll you'll fit in around here. So you know la last call. Anybody yeah. want anybody want out? Anybody want out? Okay, we're. I want this. out. Can I get out? N no. Oh. Okay, I'll stay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, starting out the strong, uh, the gate strong. I, I mentioned that last week. Actually, I, I you know I think that Two Towers is often. I, I think it's the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. You know, it's the one that just gets everything in there. And I think that's uh, what really resonates yes. with a lot of people. It is slam a jam packed. Yeah. And, and I think it's got uh, something for everyone um, in this one, especially um, Lord of the Rings, much like star Wars kind of fits in uh, several uh, different categories. It's definitely high fantasy, but it's got humor. It's got yes. romance. Uh, if you call call long shots of um you know what uh, Liv I do, tyler what staring I, at the camera i do call what happens between bro and sam romance thank you <laughs> there you go there's romance to be had in these movies but just not where you think and i think that's exactly. why andy's here and excited uh but uh yeah I, andy uh mike to you as well is it are you here because it's your favorite or that this one was just the most fun to talk about uh you invited me I, it's true no. i'm here because i like my friends mike's standards are low if you if you invite him he'll come uh, it, it probably is my favorite out of the three mm. um, for sure yeah so nice andy it's my least favorite what oh okay you andy being you controversial gave me here. my pick you came to me and you said andy you're the most important guest you can have your pick of any Lord of the Rings movie. We 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 bow to your Tolkien opinion. And I told you, I was like, I'm torn. Two Towers is my favorite book, but my least favorite of the movies. And Fellowship is my favorite of the movies. And you said, mm -hmm. well, you should do Fellowship. And I said, give me Two Towers, coach. <laughs> two Towers. I have a lot to say. Apparently. Uh, and that that's good. So is it one of those situations where, like, I, I often say, like, you know, if you're going to ask me to rank a Star Wars, something's going to unfortunately end up on the bottom. But that doesn't mean um, it is bottom material, if that makes sense. Put that um, on a shirt. <laughs> it's, it's more of a situation where it's just a matter of if I've got to pick a one, two, three, this is number three. Um, it's a power bottom. 
Uh, it, <laughs> I, I think it's a great, I think it's a great movie. Uh, I think yes. it does a great job. Um, the reason why I wanted to do it is because I think it, um, it makes the boldest choices in straying from Tolkien's original vision. Yes. And at the same time, I think it fails as a movie for not going far enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's still a great movie, but I think the the spots where it could be better are in that it it was really brave in certain respects and then not brave enough in others. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And and so, yeah, like I, I discovered something. Well, like because my research for a lot of this stuff is. I'll watch something. <laughs> that's, that's true. You do enjoy being a passive consumer. That's the the benefit to a lot of the things we love where it's just like, oh, I'm going to talk about a Star Wars. Let me go watch a Star Wars. You know, it, like it's the most fun research you can do. Um, and so it definitely started with watching these movies uh, for effectively the first time um, leading up to this uh, this series. And so only then just in time for the episode do i do uh my reading and research and everything and looking into it there was only supposed to be two movies there was only supposed to be two movies originally when um things got greenlit for lord of the rings to be a thing the ad the adaptation Um, next to me (laughs) yes boba uh requested to be involved um and so two towers had the the least uh originally because half of it was going to fit in the first film and half of it was going to fit in the last film (laughs) he is like trying to climb into my lap right now he's got some he's got more controversial opinions about this movie than uh than andy does and so when you say things like it had some of the boldest choices it it did because they basically when it changed hands into new line cinema they had to make a whole new movie they weren't expecting to make for this one um, and I think I, I'm going to leave it up to uh, the panel that probably knows more than me. Um, Fair. To, to ju- like, is this the most different from the source material uh, of the three? Uh, in my opinion, yes. So there's, there's moments cut from Fellowship and Return of the King that uh, I think maybe some diehard fans might've been annoyed about, but most fans understanding it's an adaptation. You have to cut some stuff. They're massive books would get, but two towers um, moves certain events around. Like Shelob is supposed to be in the two towers and Bormir's death is supposed to be in the two towers. And those are both in different movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think the, I mean, there's a lot of changes, but I think the, biggest has got to be the elves showing up at Mm -hmm. home's deep is is a massive change Mm -hmm. uh is supposed to be there the writers of rohirrim are supposed to be there um there are there are no elves there and i think jackson having this like beautiful sacrifice where these two thousand elves give up heaven they give up immortality to die for the the world of men is is like a really big departure i didn't actually catch that that was like the like gravitas of that situation because yeah Yeah. because like the elves are leaving um 
Middle Earth or or whatever they call it there in the, the books, right? So they're supposed to Yeah, be, they're Audi. They're yeah. they're going. They're Audi five. They are manually yes. pushing the rapture button, uh, basically. Uh, and yeah, I didn't catch that they this this gang, this gaggle of elves uh, that fights at Helm's Deep, like gave that up. I mean, de- they de- I saw that they died for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wow. Yeah, because elves don't die unless they're killed, basically. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I killed them dead. Like, like <laughs> lobsters, yeah. But like, if, so if you don't kill. Exactly like lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Wait, what? Yes. What is that? Okay. Okay. So fun facts would boot. The lobsters live to be like hundreds of years old. We we don't know how old they live. Exactly because we in keep in, in them. ideal conditions. What, so, baby? I have so yeah. many facts. Just about like lobsters. elves, unless you kill and eat an elf, you have no idea how old it could get. What do you? Okay, <laughs> we're on the same page. I don't know if you have to eat yeah. them, but okay. What do you think they listen to? Like? Good neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, please go listen. Uh, uh, I implore all of you, if you if you love our hijinks, um, and if you love Andy, uh, so yeah, so that brings a whole new level of, and, and that's the thing. It's like I mentioned it offhand, but like I really am, and Justin's in the chat. He can confirm. Like this was effectively watching it for the first time for me, and so like little things like that that I don't know about the deep lore or mm-hmm. that I don't get because of paragraphs of text. And there like, are paragraphs. Just flew past me. So it's it's the, the thing with Arwen is that she's a half-elf, so she can choose to become mortal or stay an elf, which is why Elrond is like, you gotta dump this dirty man and find yourself a nice elf twink because Wait. if you choose to become mortal, you're gonna die. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Baby. She's half-elf? Yeah, it's yes. not really well talked. It's... It's going to come up in Return of the King more. Yeah. Okay, so I made promises at the beginning of this episode that I wasn't going to embarrass myself, and I apologized for last week and said it was uncharacteristic, but you now are... we are finding out it is, in fact, Incorrect. characteristic, and I don't know squat. Listen, <laughs> you don't know everything, and that's okay. That's but exactly. That's why we have Andy. Yeah. That's, why we have, that's why we have a, lov- a lovely uh, panel here. So... Uh, I, I started last week's with it. I have to start this week's before we like really dive into the two towers material. Yes. Like what's the deal with your love of Lord of the Rings? Where did it kind of come from? You know, uh, was it a sort of self-discovery moment? Was it something passed on to you? Was it going to see these movies? Um, because we, we landed pretty close to the premiere date of uh, Two Towers. So this all came because I saw that Two Towers was turning 20 years old. And so it actually released on the 5th of December in uh, 2002. And we're, we're only four days behind. That I'm um, and yes, we're all getting older. I'm sorry about that. But, but so did you see this 20 years ago? And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I need to know more. Um, where did it kind of start? I'll go to Daver first. Uh, I did not see it in theaters. Like with so many other pop culture trends, I was late to it. I don't remember when I saw the movies. It was probably, it was definitely after Return of the King was in theaters. So it was maybe mid to late aughts, I would say. I probably finally watched them. And when I watched them, I hadn't read the books. So I was, my my exposure to the world, that, that was kind of my gateway, was the movies. And 
And I mean, by that point, you know, there were already a lot of kind of sci-fi sort of fantasy things that I was already into, whether it was Star Wars, I had already been reading like the Harry Potter books. I, you know, I've been into other things. So in a lot of ways, it kind of fit into those interests that I, that I already had. So like getting mm. into, you know, getting, getting immersed into another kind of fantasy world was really easy to do, particularly with the films which are just so visually wonderful. Mm. For sure. And that, yeah, like I didn't realize until you, I mean, I'm sure I've realized, but not until you mentioned it, it kind of pinged like, yeah, we had the prequels happening. We had this happening. We had mm -hmm. Harry Potter. We had a lot of big oh, things. Oh yeah, there's a buffet for nerds for a yeah. long time. Yeah. That's kind of crazy that that was all happening at once and it was all 20 some odd years yeah. ago. And the early, early Marvel films. Pre-MCU. That's right. Yeah, because like Hulk, uh, the Spider-Man's Spider uh, Blade. Rider. We would not have an MCU Ghost without Blade Rider. for sure. Say Ghost Rider. I, that is there too. Yes. And it, the spite of my life. Uh, wild <laughs> Wild West, The Mummy. Okay. Also so true. Extraordinary Gentleman. We can yes. LXG. LXG. Um, that movie got oh, such a bad Van rap, Helsing. man. Uh, mm -hmm. Van Helsing, uh, which fun fact uh, that, Sleeping sorry, I totally asked a question and then squirrel moment happened again. Uh, but uh, boot bringing up Van Helsing. So uh, Weta Digital, um, who did the effects for this, went on yes. to do Van Helsing um, and several other movies. And David Wintum, who is Faramir. Is also in Van Helsing. Is in oh, Van Helsing. He's, yes. he's the uh, the friar or the he yeah, is, priest, and whatever. He can curse however much he wants. Yes. Darn so um, it, idiots out there actually think that he was the werewolf guy from Harry Potter, and those idiots really? are wrong. Uh, he what, was in Van Helsing. You, what idiots? Uh, their name starts with J and ends with on. Okay, so <laughs> I mixed I mixed up my peoples for a moment. Okay, you did. But that's um, okay, because you know the difference between Orlando Bloom and Luke Evans, right? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, we're not going to talk about that. Michael, Yes. where did your love of Lord of the Rings uh, start? So, I, I, actually, I've never read the books. Um, I read The Hobbit, like, when I was young and really enjoyed that. Um, and so when this came out, it just, like, you know, just made sense to go see it. Mm. Um and I did, and because I, I remember when we saw Fellowship, we were like the like right around Christmas. The the movie theater was packed. We ended up sitting on front row, so you know you're sitting there, <laughs> leaning back, trying to see it, trying to watch it. And the really funny thing was, is at the end of the Fellowship, you know, they get in the boat, they're going across, and my mom's like, "Well, that's not a very good ending," and I'm like. There's two more movies to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like your mom. <laughs> I do remember a lot of my friends being mad about the ending of Fellowship because they were like, he didn't destroy the ring. Oh, no, my, that, oh it's, wow. Yeah, it's like, so. I, like, that, that, that's something because, you know, when, the, when these came out, uh, it was definitely long enough after that I think maybe a lot of the um fascination had had kind of strayed away and so it, i guess you could go i mean I, I did a lot of people it seems went in blind to these and i guess you could mm -hmm. make those um you know misconceptions though you know have those misunderstandings of of what's happening here um 
you know, you hear, oh, he's got to destroy the ring and you, you're used to, I mean, cause that, that wasn't really a huge thing until the 2000s trilogies. It was, it was, it was odd. It was out of the ordinary. Now we can't imagine getting just one of something in, in film or in series or, or in books even. It's just like, no, this has to lead to 20 more just like it. Right. Um, so I won't, I, I can't be too angry uh, or, or I can't judge them too much for not, you can. not understanding. It's not going to do anything. I will say that um, watching like nerd stuff with moms is uh, a lot of fun. It is. Because um, the last time we watched anything with uh, my other mother, uh, as, as I call her, uh, we were watching Attack of the Clones, another 2002 classic. And um, <clears throat> about halfway through, they, they pause, uh, pause it and, and look at me and they're like, all right, you got you to gotta help me out here. How does this guy's hair keep going from long to short to long to short? Like every time I look up, his hair is a different length. And I'm like, what are you talking Mom, about? Those are two different characters. <laughs> so she couldn't tell Anakin apart from Obi-Wan. It's Love like, it. They, they both wear exactly robes. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. So it's safe to say they didn't get Star Wars. Shaving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but like walking out of a Star War and asking them, what do you think? Is so, it's so fascinating. Much fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I, I really feel like I need to read the books now because Andy just like put me on to something. I said, I've never read it. So I didn't realize that the elves weren't actually there, you mm -hmm. know, at, at that battle, which to me is sad because when it comes to that movie, that is one of my favorite parts of that movie is oh, for sure. watching those elves come up and like, you know, when I, when I would play D and D way back, I was always like, I always picked an elf character. So you know, totally opposite of me. Tall, skinny, good looking. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm right there I'm with short, you. Fat, and so <laughs> I pick a ranger every time, and I am not athletic at all. <laughs> so, you know, my my version of hardcore parkour is like getting Here's... up off the couch and like hearing my knee pop. I love that idea, though. Like, like a squat, like a squat ranger, ranger <laughs> with like so many stats. <laughs> like skill dumping into sneak and acrobatics like that is a great idea and i want to see that realized justin this was only because i had a rat tail and she couldn't understand the concept of why you would choose to do that to a young padawan it was the 90s that's all you need to know right like you know we we all know someone or were someone who had a rat tail okay i'm pretty like, sure justin had a rat tail at one point justin had hair yes he did ah anyway he, mm. Uh, red, red hair. Love you, buddy. Uh, so like I mentioned uh, earlier, too, off, you know, bouncing off of what Andy um, had started off with, like, I, I don't know if I'm the only one that would ever have trouble. I also don't know why they would go the angle of making a trilogy into two movies, um, because although technically it's a trilogy, it's also it is one long book. Um released in volumes and so it mm -hmm. seems a, like the most appropriate thing to one two three it um i couldn't quite imagine this happening any differently um mm -hmm. and I, I think just because of how much does still get in here even if it's tweaked and changed and whatnot from the original source material 
of the three, there's so much in each of them that it's it's hard to see that getting into uh, what would probably be about five hours between two movies. Um, I mean, at this point, like, why watch anything other than the extended editions, too? But Yeah, um, honestly. But yeah, so a lot changed for this and um, getting getting us where we were. Actually, even the elves showing up was supposed to be even weirder because... Um, uh, dang it! I oh, have words my. to say about this. I was gonna. I was gonna <laughs> have things to say about this. I was gonna say Strider. Let it's me not, off the hook, it is, John. It is Strider. It, it is Strider. Strider. Strider's girlfriend was supposed to be there, yes. uh, and so that was interesting. I don't know if that's what you were thinking of, Andy. Let me off the hook. Go, go for it. Go, babe. Go. <laughs> so, I mentioned last week in the chat that I had issue with the casting for these movies. And I, I think the black mark on these movies is the lack of female and POC representation in them. Absolutely. For sure. Um, specifically, these movies could not have been made without the indigenous people of New Zealand. They couldn't have done it. They, they, they needed to be filmed in New Zealand. These, like, New Zealand is just as much a character as... Any, anything else in these movies. And so you're filming on their land. The Maori people were cast as Orakai. They were cast as orcs. They did a ton of stuff behind the scenes. Uh, they were prop makers. They were set makers. They were costume people. They were makeup people. They were the special and, effects company. And they were told, you can be in these movies, but we can't see you. And that sucks. Yeah. And these movies are so incredibly white. And it it was inappropriate back in 2002. It was talked about in 2002 as an issue with these movies. That has aged even worse now. Hmm. And um, I genuinely think you could have made any any main character a person of color and it wouldn't have changed anything. I also think you could have gender bent anyone in the fellowship except for Aragorn and Boromir. Personally, I think those are the only two that like their story kind of requires them to be male. I, like, I think that's important to their dynamic and their, their arcs. But if Frodo was a girl, if Merry and Pippin were girls, if Legolas, Legolas is already so femme. Like if Legolas was a girl, <laughs> he's would, almost there. Would anything have been different? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. I, I, I genuinely don't think it would have changed any of their arcs, any of their relationships at all. So that is a huge, for me, like sticking point with the casting. So when I talk about how The Two Towers is great, in my opinion, because it goes furthest from like what Tolkien originally wrote, I think that was like cool and interesting and exciting. If I want to read Tolkien's vision, I can just go pick up the books. If I want to watch something different i can watch the movies um i think it was really badass that arwen was with haladir to lead the 2000 elves to helm's deep and i think it was fucking badass that she fought in the battle and they filmed it and you can find pictures of her killing orakai side by side with aragorn and that it's really hot mm-hmm. and <laughs> for them to cut it because they one were worried it would upset fans and two 
they thought it would take away from Ewan's moment in Return of the King. I think it's dumb. I think it was just a bad decision to cut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, considering everything else, because there, there's literally bullet points of things that were changed for this. It seems like a weird place to draw a line for sure. Um, especially since they couldn't go back and change the fact that the elves were there. Mm-hmm. Like part of the whole reason they're there and there's like different things they did do uh, different in pickups filmed a little differently or, or edited differently. But there, there are certain things that were done for that inclusion and to like do all that and then be like, eh, maybe let's, you know, save the, yeah. the dude bros. This is um, too much woman. Need to dial it back. Right. Well, so like the other reason why I really wanted to talk about this movie is I think this movie is out of the three, like one of the most like heated in terms of queer subtext. Mm hmm. And a big reason why these books and these movies are so, so queer is because you have a bunch of attractive men hanging out, talking about how important they are to each other, and you have no women with important speaking lines. Mm -hmm. And so, like, people are going to ship anything. Like, we've known that since Sherlock Holmes in the 20s. Like, people are going to ship. People like to ship. And if you give them a cast of all men, they're going to start shipping the men. So, like, if you had had Arwen there doing something important and, like, sharing screen time and chemistry with Vigo, like, maybe people wouldn't be shipping him with Legolas so much in this movie. Maybe people (laughs) wouldn't be shipping him with, uh, like, freaking, like, everyone ships everyone in the fellowship. Literally, yeah, right. He and Boromir have, like, a ton of chemistry. He was wearing Boromir's clothes for the rest of the fucking movies. (laughs) Like, sorry, I don't know if I can drop the F word. You're fine, Um, But, like, yeah, maybe if you had let his girlfriend do something and like be part of the story in a meaningful way, people wouldn't be shipping him with Boromir and Legolas in the Two Towers and the Fellowship. But mm-hmm. well, and that's that's the thing is they turn in on so much chemistry on this one because so like from um, from Boromir's death ending Fellowship, the big climax uh, that they moved from two to, two to one, um, it forks off into three different plots and uh the whole point is to like turn inward on those relationship buildings so you get sam Mm -hmm. and frodo you get mary pippin and eventually treebeard and then you've got um the three big ones of gimli legolas and aragorn and it's like yeah when you're building all that chemistry you know you can add in whatever you want and and that's one of the things so like when you're talking about like it's really hard to continue to see yourself in someone when it's cast for you, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like when you read something, it's it, you can insert yourself no matter what, no matter if you're the gender or the race or the sexuality of someone, you can be like, hey, I want, I, I think this is me. I feel seen in this. I want to be this. Yeah. Um, as soon as it's cast, um, it's kind of solidifying. And, and that's not to say that like, please, you know, still see yourself in things. 
like I see myself in Yaskir, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you were a little too enthusiastic about that. <laughs> it's because I too grunt and say single expletives uh, throughout true. the day. And um, I am often <laughs> screaming and dancing. But um, like, you know, uh, put yourself in the shoes, even if it's cast. If you want to be Obi-Wan and you look nothing like you and McGregor, you know, have at it. You know, if you want to see yourself, and I, I think part of this for me is fueled because there's just this kind of racist tirade going on right now um, about Peter Parker is Spider-Man and how somehow that dethrones Miles Morales and devalues his spiderhood. Spider-Man and, is Spider-Man. Yeah, just, spi- Spider-Man, is Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Who it is. Like Miles Stan, Morales is Spider-Man. Stanley's whole thing was that anybody can be Spider-Man. Exactly. Anybody can see themselves. The entire point. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely the point. And so, you know, when it when it's cast as uh, you know a bunch of of white guys, like you have, you kind of like, oh, I guess only you know uh, white guys can be Aragorn or Legolas or elves or Mm -hmm. you know whatever. And and that's why representation matters. Yeah. Um, And so, like when once it's cast it can feel defeating but like you still have to find what represents and what speaks to you in it um andy you did a a really lovely thread um on on twitter before this and and what i i love is that you don't hold that your perspective is the perspective uh too so much (laughs) Uh, no. I like I like the line about ba- right. backing backing into hell because um, <laughs> that's absolutely how I want to go. I want I want I want to go out where it's just like I'm I'm living my truth. I think the Phantom Menace is the best Star Wars, and I will die on that hill. Um, You'll you die know, correct. Have have your perspective. If you see yourself in these characters or in these uh, roles, step in and enjoy and and have your point of view mm-hmm. if that makes sense. People like to argue historical accuracy and like people are arguing that with rings of power with, you know, casting people of color in it. And um, I know that that argument's bullshit. Sorry. Uh, Because they uh, were really quiet about the fact that the ships had wheels or that people were wearing armor on ships or uh, that, uh, certain types of bows were being used. Like none of that stuff existed back then. Like if we're no. talking medieval fantasy, the ship's wheel was not invented until the early 1700s. So like, if you want to argue historical accuracy, black people existed in the middle ages, ship's yeah. wheels didn't. Why are you only pissed off about the fact that there's black elves? Like shut up. You're a loser mm-hmm. and you're wrong. And your thinly veiled argument of historical accuracy does not shield you from the very real criticism that you're a f- blanking racist. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, because unfortunately with Ring of Power coming out and, and the cast getting more colorful and more representative, um, it's made people up, upset. And, you know, I, I guess it's I guess this is all being said for the folks that just not that turning your brain off and watching things is necessarily bad, but sometimes you've got to think um, outside your box. And mm-hmm. um, whereas 
seeing nothing wrong with the casting of Lord of the Rings isn't necessarily bad. Um, it 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 does speak to someone else, not like you, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And so, at the same time, when when Lord when uh, Ring of Power came out and didn't look the same, did you know it looked like a lot of people? Um, that that spoke to a lot of people, if not you. And um, why it upsets those people is really the big the big question. And and I think we kind of all yeah. uh, know the the reason for it. Um, it's one of those things like ask yourself, why am I upset about this? And then maybe learn something about yourself. Like question everything, find the truth in the process. Like that is the nerd herder way. So there's your soapbox (laughs) for the night. No, there's more. There's probably more, but uh, that's, that's definitely uh, the big one. Um, I I will say um, I do enjoy that. Uh, especially with um, taking off with uh, great female roles extends into the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where it only gets better with time as more stories are told and everything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, having these three uh, 20-year-old movies uh, near and dear to our hearts is great and well, but, you know, things should grow and things should progress. Um and, and I'm glad to see that Lord of the Rings is that this lore yeah. in this world There's is. There's always improvements that can be made. Um, absolutely. Yes. And so. Uh, Segway. Well, not really, because I mean, you know, we never have a plot and a point. No. Uh, we just find ourselves talking about what we like with people we like, uh, and so. Here's a segue for you. Uh oh. A, a question for the. Pa- why are you concerned? Uh, no. <laughs> well, this could go one of two ways, but, you know, okay. have, have at it. A question for the panel. Sure. Did you know that on the scene that they filmed on the hilltop, oh. when Vigo kicked the helmet, he broke his toe? Did you I, know that? I, I was waiting when that was going to happen. <laughs> I just mean, who's going to bring it up? Yes, we've all seen that screen, screen rent video, that Watch Mojo video. No, 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 no. I watched the We all the watched the commentary. Exactly. That's the right way to watch the movies is you do the, extended edition. You do cast commentary. The commentary is so good for these movies and the special features and behind the scenes are so good for these movies. When, when I watch them again, I promise I will, I will uh, check that out. Catch me saying all of the lines with the cast members as they're saying, <laughs> because that was exclusively how I watched these movies growing up. Oh yeah. I'm a nerd. I didn't have friends. I growing up, I only ever uh, watched the cast commentaries when I was like, I I, like, I had bad bouts of uh, insomnia, and so when I would be up all night, uh, and I'd watched my small DVD shelf of movies we never returned to Blockbuster. um, (laughs) I, you know, it's like, oh, I've already watched Transformers two times this week. Why don't I watch it with commentary? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just like, that's the only time I'd mix it up. Um, and so the internet was young. Wikipedia wasn't the big empire that it was or that it is now. And so we had to get our nerd facts from commentaries. Yes. Or you could do it the Vincent child way where you just randomly cycle through the languages available and just watch the Emperor's New Groove in French for a little while. We were bored. <laughs> Didn't have much to do. Um, well, uh, we talked a bit about the cast last week. We do get some additions here. Um, and so I wanted to, uh, point out some of the, uh, 
uh, some of my favorite new additions to the cast. And we can go backwards if you feel uh, near and dear to any of the uh, fellowship characters, uh, Sam, Frodo, any of those as your favorites and everything. Um, but uh, one of my favorites is actually uh, Carl Urban showing up in this mm-hmm. because forever he was this to me um, because like I, I didn't know much. And if you, <laughs> I still don't. Um, you said it for me. I didn't know much about Lord of the Rings and you can, listen to last week's but i do remember this guy and i think it was not until probably star trek that yeah. i was just like have you ever have you ever had that moment where you're just like you know you know this person this actor yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and you're just like what where have i seen them who are they and so it drove me mad until i realized that th- this was Carl Urban in that that brief bit of um, Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. I got to see as a kid. That, that was that's up. what that's one of the biggest things that stuck with me was hunky bearded horseman. Yes, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and so you I don't see, know. He's a different actor than Orlando Bloom. He is still blonde. I know. I okay. I I I I know that. Okay. <laughs> I know that I'm now. Just making sure. Yes. Okay. I know you get confused. Oh my gosh. Um, so it, I am not good with the Middle Earthies. Um, and so pronouncing his name, I am not good at. Aeorn? Aeomer. Aeomer? Aeomer. Aeomer. Yes. Aeomer. Any Aeomer fans here <laughs> besides me? Yes. Big fan. I hope so. Um, uh, it, my husband is obsessed with Carl Urban, so um, if you listen to Ending Pending, I'm sure you've heard him talk about Carl Urban on there. He's a great taste. Um, he does. He, I mean, he does have great taste. We he does. Uh, but I love Aimer in the books, and so uh, uh, he he's a slightly smaller role in the movies, but he's he's fantastic. I, I love him a lot. And like, he's, he's got that Urbanese about him, something that he brings to it. There's no one in this cast that I like could point my finger at and be like, they should recast this person as someone else. Like this entire cast is amazing. So even though I ranted about how <laughs> this cast is too white, like there's there's no one who's not pulling their weight and doing a great job. It's yeah. just they're talented well, white people. Yeah, it's, it's just a whole <laughs> lot of white people. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like recognizing. Uh, it's not as good as it could be. Doesn't take away from no. it being meaningful or good uh, as as is. It's just one of those things where yeah. it's just like, hey, next time we do this, can we do it a little differently? And that's yeah, what they're we're doing they're now. they're all fantastic, and they all like bring their a game to to these movies. Absolutely. Uh, and so uh, we get uh, this is going to be controversial. Um, I do love me a Shawnee Beanie. Um, I love I loved the brief uh, character that was Boromir National Treasure, but I really like Faramir, for for Faramir Faramir Faramir, and also is this you did not acknowledge like? my joke. That is this was very what, good. I didn't hear your joke. After you you said Shawnee Beanie and I said he was a National Treasure. Oh, <laughs> oh that's he's in National Treasure. <laughs> he doesn't he's die. In the first one, yeah. 
Yeah, he gets taken prisoner. That's what? why. It's, that's why it's that's a good not movie. Ha- that's not Sean how. De- does not die. Wait a minute. I thought like it, clearly it had to be in his contract. He has to die if he's in your film. Like yeah. his death is the American justice film. system. <laughs> oh no! There you go. He's never going to see someone. Which is again. honestly worse. Um, <laughs> he's being sent to Guant- Guantanamo Bay. Gu- Guantanamo. What were you saying? <laughs> he can hang out with um, Sean Connery at Gitmo, um, or is that Alcatraz? It's Alcatraz. Did you know that Alcatraz means pelican? In Spanish? I did. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Just like making sure. Anyway, so I don't know if it's controversial to like Faramir more than Boromir. uh, No. I do. It's not. As long as you're not a Denethor fanboy. Is that a thing? Uh, Boromir is my favorite character. Uh, His sword is hanging on my wall right over there. Admirable. Admirable. Yes. Nice. Well, uh, I guess since we kind of skipped over the, the fellowship talk, um, since that was mostly last week, I don't know, Mike and Daver, if uh, your favorite characters in the fellowship or any one of the new characters kind of uh, introduced more in this, um, which Theoden, uh, you got uh, Wormtongue, right? That, mm-hmm. That's Brad Dourif. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, any of these uh, big favorites for either of you guys? I no? mean, you know, you know, you you talk about the, you know, the kind of splitting of the plots and getting to see all the different dynamics within the little groups that we get. I mean, I would say probably my favorite of those and particularly like within the two towers is probably the the Gimli Legolas Aragorn of it all. Like it's just really good. Even just from the very opening scene when you get to see him running through the fields and then there's, you know, Gimli trotting back. He's like trying to keep up. <laughs> yes. Like I, I just love the three of them just together is wonderful. The threesome of them is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, it, it, the chemistry yeah. is, is kind of amazing. And I mean, yeah, acting and all that. But like, I like to think they had a lot of fun together because it feels they had to. way too genuine to be all the job, if that makes sense. You know, um, it definitely feels like, you know, Hayden and Ewan. It wasn't just, oh, we're told we work together. It like, they're friends. They're they're friends, and they're adorable. Um, and so I, I absolutely felt that a lot here, especially with all the back and forth with Legolas and Gimli. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the flirting, yeah. Like if we're, I mean, it, some of it feels like it. If we're if we're keeping like a a bar chart of like my favorites, it, it fluctuated a lot throughout this movie. Um, you know, I mentioned Samwise. Um, last week and whatnot, and uh, Samwise Stan, where is it? Where is it? Uh, Samwise Stan, Josh in the chat there. Um, like, but like this one because everybody gets so much attention, so many times to shine, so many times to be fun and cool. It's just like, oh, I like them. Oh no, now I like them. You know, it, it's really, it's really nice to have a, such a, a full, likable cast like that. So, Mike, none. N- haven't mentioned your favorite yet. No, I, I did. I told you I've always been an elf fan, so you mm. know who mine is. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. The concept of elves is a good yeah. answer. It's it's so and and the play between the two of them, like I rewatched the extended version of Two Towers today, and you know, the two of them talking about 29, 30, you know, counting <laughs> how many they yes. killed. Yeah. And then you've got this uh one part where Gimli's sitting on one of the orcs or whatever, and he's, you know, they're talking about, 
I think Legolas says he had killed 20, 42, and Tim was like, well, I've killed 43. And all of a sudden, he shoots him, shoots the, uh, the orc, and he's like, well, he was twitching, you know. <laughs> right. I've got my axe in his nervous. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. So, uh. so that I mean, the play between the two of them, and I think one of my favorite parts is when they're right before the battle starts, and he's like standing there trying to see over the wall. <laughs> yes. And um, he's like, "Would you like a box?" Tell me what's happening. <laughs> and um, he's like, "Well, shall I describe it to you, or shall I get you a box?" <laughs> Yes. And I'm like, just their play between, it was just awesome to me. It, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Um, and then, like, and, and for it to be so readable, considering how they had to shoot so much of mm-hmm. what they did together, um, you know, so many times where they're probably not even in the same shot, like, you know, uh, in film, where, you know, because of the magic that went on, um, to still be able to like get that chemistry was was pretty awesome that's i do think that's another issue with these movies is that like plenty of little people have talked about how like certain roles feel like objectifying to them Mm -hmm. but at the same time you have five roles in uh, three major hollywood movies that are going to win more oscars than god and are going to be talked about 20 years later on a podcast and like could that not have catapulted five yeah little people actors to household names so like i am not a little person uh i cannot speak to their opinions i do know that like schools of thought are divided on it but um it is like i do think it's worth mentioning that like peter dinklage is a household name because of game of thrones Mm -hmm. and he has gotten movie after movie and he has like gotten to humanize characters that could have been tokenism and mm-hmm. it like john reese davies is amazing the four hobbits are amazing but he's it's like not six to take foot away something from that. He's, he's the tallest yeah yeah he's the tallest he also voices treebeard and does a phenomenal job i was gonna say yes. they literally could have just thrown but, some moss on him and be like be a tree like <laughs> but it, it 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 does feel like a shame to me and like Willow, I think, is a great example of mm-hmm. a fantasy role that went to a little person that is not tokenism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think I think they could have done it. Um, but not to be a downer and keep bringing up problems. No. Because, uh, again, all of these all these actors yeah. do incredible and all the characters are amazing. It's just, um, I don't know, there's, there's stuff that, like, I think is worth talking about that yeah. could have been handled differently. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing that perspective into conversations like this. Like, it, you don't think about it until it's brought up, and that's an improvement that can be made in the future. Do I think that any studios are listening to our podcast? No. If so... But the conversation is there. Pay us. No. Good as God, I'm, pay us. As I'm housing Mead, get uh, get Viking Blood to sponsor the pod. Ooh, that's what I've been drinking. I, I love the name already. already. Uh, Daver sponsored by water, I'm pretty sure. Do you think mm. that God has any Academy Awards? I hope not, because I don't think he's into it. <laughs> I don't think... I don't, There's I, no God Did Passion of the Christ win anything? <laughs> What's that? I think, did I Passion think of the did. Christ win anything? I think I'm it sure won it like, Best Picture. I'm we know sure Kirk Cameron's did. movies haven't won jack shit. <laughs> well, that's because it's Kirk Cameron. Yeah. yeah. God bless him. Can we talk uh, about I... the gay stuff? Please, <laughs> let's talk about the gay stuff. 
before Andy's uh, ADHD kicks in. Oh, whoa, 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 wait, 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 for, well, a little. Um, need to mention that this was my first Brad Dourif experience in the in this movie. Really? As Wormtongue. You have to think, baby, I was not a horror movie person until oh, yeah, later true. in life. And, like, he <laughs> is absolutely greasy putting his <laughs> He's entire very wet. Brad Dourif-y, Dourif-y into this <laughs> role. <laughs> like, he, he is greasy and he is having an incredible time. And I love that for him. And, yeah, he, like everything else, does a fantastic job. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. He's a good little gremlin of a man, uh, for he sure. He really is. Uh, and, and yes. So uh, turning it over now to Andy's pulpit. Please. Lord of the Rings is gay. Uh, it just it just is. Uh, it's been part of like queer culture for a really long time. A lot of like annoying fanboys will be like, "Oh, you just want to make everything gay nowadays," and it's like, dude, the source material. Gays gays were grabbing this when it was being written and talking about how gay it was. Like, this is not a new perspective uh, to have a queer reading of the Lord of the Rings let alone a queer interpretation of the Jackson trilogy. When these movies were coming out, late night talk show hosts were joking about how gay they were and how homoerotic they were. So like at the time that these were released, this was like being pointed out. And it's not a new thing in 2022 to be like, Lord of the Rings seems kind of gay. Um, and even if it wasn't, I don't think that it, matters to now have like a queer reading on it like whether or not it was jackson's intent or any of the actors intent or tolkien's intent it doesn't their intention or lack of intention doesn't take away from the queer reading like rob liefeld has never intended to make a queer superhero in his life the man is a bigot and a homophobe but he was also cursed by a witch for every character he makes to come out of the (laughs) closet uh because every single one of his characters is now queer and he's very upset about it. Um, That's the nature of comic books. Someone's going to write them after you. Um, But that being said, we also know that quite a few of the actors were very intentional about the choices they made. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ian McKellen took uh, Sam and Frodo aside and said, these characters are very important to my people and you need to not mess this up. Yes. So you need to hold hands and you need to make eye contact and you need to touch each other, even if it makes you uncomfortable because it's important to the characters. And uh, they said, yes, sir, Ian McKellen, we would die for you. Uh, <laughs> so even if it Same. is awkward, we will look into each other's eyes and slowly caress each other's cheeks and talk about how much we love each other. Um, we don't do that enough. Anyway, go on. So, like, we do know that, like, certain actors were very intentional with the choices they made, knowing full well how important a queer reading of the text was. Because uh, they talk about it in the commentary. But Sam and Frodo aside, who, like, I think it's unmistakable how gay they are. There are, <laughs> there are gay readings of other characters in these movies that I think are important. The entire like arc of 
Eowyn and Aragorn is him like shutting her down and being like, yo, I'm not interested. Yeah. And that does not help the queer reading of Aragorn and Legolas at all. Uh, especially with the lack of a, uh, Arwen doing anything important in these movies. Right. Like, no, I love another blonde. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Legolas and Gimli of it all, like, don't get me wrong, like having platonic male friendship is important but you have platonic male friendship you have whatever that's going on everywhere like like that is the most common movie is platonic male friendship we have like 30 mcu movies of platonic male friendships and we have 11 star wars movies of platonic male friendship and we have countless other action movies and world war ii movies and cowboy movies of platonic male friendship so like you have your pick of the litter but like I don't know, Legolas and Gimli sailing off to the Undying Lands together. Uh, they did do that. They did do that. and That's it's, adorable. It just feels like flirting. It just does. And I think a romantic reading of those characters is just as valid as a hetero reading of those characters. Um, and well, like having one reading doesn't take away from the other. Exactly. So like if you have a hetero reading of their relationship and their platonic male friendship means something to you because it makes you think of your friend from grade school or whatever, that's cool. But if I watch it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're boning. <laughs> pretty sure. That doesn't take away from your platonic male friendship reading. And likewise, your reading, I might think it's unlikely, but um, that doesn't discount my reading. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the big thing. And I mean, we kind of hit on it earlier, too, of just like what we all come at what we like with stuff. And, and that's why, um, you know, discussions within fandoms about things can be so volatile is because it's kind of personal in a mm -hmm. lot of ways. We see ourselves in some of these characters. Uh, we identify uh, with some of the uh, choices and situations, and we read things a certain way because of who we are. And so, yeah, when somebody's like, oh, I think it's this way, and that's not the way we think it is, you know, it's just like, oh, like, no, but this is so important to me. And it's like, it, I think we were even talking about this earlier this morning or or recently about something else where it's just like like you can have your perspective and your experience and someone else can have a completely different one and they can both be valid and um they can both come from the same place of love there are um bad takes out there for oh, sure <laughs> um of of anything star we've all talked about star wars theory i try not um, to <laughs> so like when i say the historical reading has been important to like queer theory with tolkien like i do think that's important because critics of queer readings will be like this is a new thing from 2022 and it's like no no this has historically been part of queer culture like tolkien has been integral to queer culture for a long time now mm -hmm. um do I think it Tolkien intentionally wrote queer characters? I don't think we'll ever n know that. I also don't think there's another way to read confirmed bachelor Bilbo Baggins other than queer. <laughs> just Amen. knowing how queer relationships were talked about at the time it was written and understanding like queer subtext. I don't think there's another way to read that 
character, so I would be shocked if it wasn't intentional. But there's no way to know Tolkien's intentions. Sure. And at the end of the day, when it comes to adaptation, I care about Tolkien's intentions in regards to themes. I care about his intentions in regards to, like, the 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 romance of the like morality that he is portraying in this battle between good and evil i care about his intentions in his anti-war and anti-capitalist and anti like technology mm-hmm. i find all of that interesting in his intentions i don't care about his intentions in regards to relationships and representation because he wrote these books a hundred years ago and people hundred years ago were by and large kind of racist and homophobic and sexist. So like, mm-hmm. yes, I care about Tolkien's intentions in regards to nature versus industry. I don't care about his intentions in the black people are the guys riding elephants and they're all evil. So mm-hmm. like when it comes to doing a new adaptation, if they ever do remake these movies, yeah, give me gay Frodo and Sam. And like, (laughs) even if that wasn't what Tolkien intended when he wrote it, I don't really care. He's been dead a long time. (laughs) Well, and and what's he going to do? Exactly. Some, some things are, are of the times and should stay of the times for sure. And, and, and things that are for everyone, uh, everyone should be considered and included. Um, yeah. I, I just think that that matters. Um, and, and the more strives um, that uh, industries and films and series and, and properties we love can make towards making everyone feel included, I think is the most important thing. If Legolas is gay, is was he a bastion of male heterosexuality beforehand? I don't think so like no like when i say these movies are queer like look at all of these beautiful men who are elves like are you kidding me the mm-hmm. like non-binary energy coming off of all of these elves is like yes so intense and like the dwarves are just like a bunch of bears like <laughs> like like come on and the hobbits are all twinks like <laughs> these movies are so gay they just <laughs> are and if we ever get another adaptation i'd be cool if they like embraced a little bit of that somewhere yeah i'm not saying we need to see like some raunchy sex scenes or anything like i don't need broke back mount doom but like come on also that was a stephen colbert joke from 2003 so that is the funniest thing i have ever heard in my life Uh, oh my god Speaking of, and, be, and before they do adapt and change everything about what we love, uh, and before Boba loses his mind, apparently. He's been losing his mind since the day was born. Uh, 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 as far as these films go, um, particularly this one we're talking about, um, what, what are some of your favorite moments? Uh, something uh, big and interesting to kind of start to wrap up the show with, um, I think we've all kind of mentioned Helm's Deep here or there. I don't know if that just is the thing or if there's other moments or things um, that you all really, really like. Um, Michael, if you want to, if you want to start it off, uh, what are some of your favorite things in Two Towers? Um, it, it, a lot of it does take, I think, the battle at Helm's Deep, but uh you know, Legolas coming down the 
chair on the, the stairs on the shield. Yes. Looked like a surfboard, you know. It seemed like he was shooting an arrow every step. It was, you know, but um, that whole battle there, I, I really enjoy. Uh, something that I have done myself before is uh, when uh, Sam Wise and they're sitting around the uh, fire and he's got the rabbits or whatever, and he does that potatoes. <laughs> that is that is something I say like around here. It's like we, you know, if that's a, a way I will say it sometimes just to be funny. But I, you know, I don't know. But I, it's it's funny to me to just, you know, potatoes. <laughs> Even if no one asks, that's how you're supposed to say it. I'm just convinced. Uh, I I love what uh, these movies and the Hobbits did for food and and like. Um, you know, junkie Lab eaters like spread. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it's just like, no, nah, man was not meant to live on bread alone. I'm sorry. Like, I, I need some potatoes. I need I need some 11 Z's and second breakfasts in my life. Let's normalize Hobbit diets, people. Like, I, I'm all about that life. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I mentioned specifically, like, it's hard to see that Legolas stair surfing scene and not have it stick with you. Yeah. Um, you know, if, oh, if, oh, and the the one where they come out the side where Gimli and Aragorn. Come oh out yes, and, you're gonna have to toss me. I love your <laughs> I love your exuberant Gimli impressions, Michael. It's I, great. I, can I just say, uh, I I will be your Legolas next Halloween if you want to be my Gimli because I've got I'm like my <laughs> hair my second. hair will be that long. You can be Aragorn. You I, my hair will be me. that long by now. That we were going to be an FBI agent and a sheriff. Okay, I've started to overcommit myself. You apparently, have multiple <laughs> Halloween costumes. I'm double booked, it seems. Uh, so I need two shindigs to have on Halloween. We can have a Twin Peaks party as well as a Lord of the Rings party. <laughs> you should always have a Twin Peaks party. You should. Um, I specifically sent that uh, mic to uh, to Boop, like as I'm watching it, because like. You know, I, all I heard when he said that was like the from the fellowship where uh, the the stairs are falling as the Balrog is chasing them and everything, uh, and he's like nobody tosses a dwarf um, and makes the jump himself. And I was just like, hey, 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 character growth. That is growth. They're bonding. It's lovely. But we can't um, tell the elf. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You can't tell the boyfriend. Um, Dever, mm-hmm. some of your favorites, uh, my good sir. Um, well, you know, we were just talking about Sam. So, you know, kind of going off of that, I would say definitely his monologue at the end where he pretty much just yes. kind of gives the thesis of the franchise, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how the people and all the stories and how they could turn away and gave up and they never did. And they stuck through it is mm-hmm. just it's it's delivered really well just as an acting performance and then the way that it is put together where kind of like cutting back among all these different scenes and things that are kind of happening simultaneously it's done so well absolutely i i feel like i need to play that for myself every morning getting out of bed (laughs) there's still good out there mr frodo Mm -hmm. uh i like yeah i it was i think that was really the moment for me that did a lot of solidifying as wow like i love this man i love samwise as a character what he represents the the mouthpiece he kind of gets to be like you mentioned for for the the point of it all mm-hmm. like if you're if you're 
enraptured by all of the events of the story, if you're wowed by the the CGI, Samwise is there to remind you what you missed when you weren't paying attention mm-hmm. and, and, and really hitting the nuggets of like, I guess the, the whole deeper meaning and it's Sean Astin delivering it. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to listen, <laughs> you know, I, I like, he just, he gets my attention every time. You know, um, watching it again today, it, and I don't know why it didn't cross my mind, but he was really brave. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I mean, like he stood up to, um, he would stand up to people to be as small as he was supposed to be. He was, it was a lot, you know, I guess I just never looked at it like that, but he was really brave. Frodo's Ooh. descent into addiction and the like manipulation of Gollum and like the gaslighting and the taking advantage of Frodo as Frodo is like falling deeper under the sway of the ring and like Sam's steadfastness in just being right. the best person ever is mm-hmm. just really, really beautiful. And you're so right, Daver. like that speech at the end just encapsulates the whole message of the franchise. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I agree with you there with um, how many times I think of all of the hobbits, Samwise forgets he's a hobbit. Mm-hmm. Um, the times he stands up to uh, even Faramir when it's right. just like, you've got to let us go. You've got like all like, and and that, that was what I jokingly hit on a lot with um, last week about like Samwise is so good. It makes me like more and more uh, mm-hmm. like at, at odds with Frodo uh not just because it's elijah wood but it's also just like come on dude you've got this amazing like if i had samwise i mean you, you're you're the closest to samwise i have right. like you were you, i cannot carry you though <laughs> no but but uh you you are a huge uh reason i keep going and it's just like wow if you if you have someone Jeez. like that in your life like I don't know. I just feel like I wouldn't be flopping around like Frodo is half the time. He I, does. Yeah. He does love a good he, flop, he, he, doesn't he? You know, he does that. He does the eye rolly thing that like just has been gift to heck and is embarrassing. True. But it's just like, get your act together, Frodo. Come on. <laughs> get together, young. Man. I know. I'm very hard on Frodo and Elijah Wood. Le- le- you know, I know. I'm not gonna leave you alone about this. <laughs> I know you won't. Elijah Wood's one of my favorite actors. Uh, can can uh, I rapid and- fire some moments? Please, yeah, please, please. I was about to turn right. it over uh, to you and, and the point of this podcast. Aragorn opening the doors. And, mm. uh, yes. It's just, oh, boy. <laughs> Gives you the vapors. Oh, boy. Um, I want to enter every meeting like that. Uh, yeah. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to uh, have to have them install double doors for that, though. But uh, I want to bring my er, attention to the scene where Theoden is leading the the three hunters around Helm's Deep and pointing out the defenses. Mm-hmm. And the planting and payoff is that during the battle, because we got a tour with the main characters, we know every location. Hmm. You are never hmm. lost during the Battle of Helm's Deep. You know where every scene is taking place because yeah. we got a tour, crib style, by Theoden. <laughs> and I want to point out how much of this movie takes place at night. And we can tell everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is not a shot that is confusing during the Battle of Helm's Deep. For a very chaotic 40-minute battle, we know where everything is. We know where all the characters are. We can see every beat of action despite the rain and that it's at night. 
amazing cinematography, amazing planning and payoff, just very well done. Um, For sure. And then the last scene I need to bring up, I'd be remiss if I didn't, is the (laughs) uh, scene cut for the theatrical release, but it's in the extended edition of Boromir, Faramir, and Denethor. Um, Yes. That that scene is vital to Mm -hmm. the arc of the franchise, and it should not have been cut. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only does it kind of give perspective on why Boromir was susceptible to the ring more than other characters, it also sets up why Faramir is susceptible to it. Like the stakes are raised with if Faramir is going to let Frodo and Sam go. Right. Because we saw that scene and it makes his, I mean, trigger warning suicide attempts like more understandable because Faramir Mm -hmm. is attempting suicide uh, in return of the King with the charge on us. Gilead we understand the motivation of that act of self-harm because of the scene with him, Boromir and Denethor in the two towers. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's an amazing scene. It's a beautiful scene. It's a tragic scene. Um, Emotionally, it's important to me and one of my friends, we talk about that scene a lot. It's important to our friendship and our relationship. Um, But like Denethor sucks. Boromir and Faramir (laughs) are great the flaws and the mistakes they make are rooted in that scene and makes them feel more human and real. And I really love it. So those are the three moments that I wanted to talk about. For sure. I I saw tell that because I, I I only watched the extended edition. So I, I, when I saw that um, there was a scene that featured um, the, the father and, and Boromir, uh, I wasn't too sure because it literally just says, oh, and one additional scene not in the theatrical release with uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I wasn't sure like what exactly was and wasn't in there. I didn't realize. Yeah. So none of that scene was in the theatrical release. No, no. What? That is yeah. so important. I know. It. By and large, I feel like the extended editions, while fun, are not better movies than the theatrical cuts. I think it was smart to cut certain stuff here and there. That scene is so important. That scene gives Mm -hmm. perspective to the fellowship. It gives perspective to return of the King and it like raises the stakes of the two towers. So um, heartbreaking that it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you said, like I will say, so I love of, of, of new characters introduced uh, and, and because of their character, not just because they're Carl Urban, I like Faramir. Uh, and it's because it's such like, I, I know that role of not being the favorite. I know that role of um, like going after someone's attention and affection and appreciation and not getting it and always being compared. And so seeing him i was really invested and rooting for his choices mm-hmm. uh and how it would play out and so th- for for me for a, a a serious answer uh like i loved uh for Mir- and and like imagining not having that scene like i'm sure there's a way maybe it could have cut together but i just mm-hmm. I, like i i can't see relating to him as much without mm-hmm. having that like pile drived into my heart fair in in that you know also you keep (laughs) i know because in my head i so the way i'm doing the the way my brain works with these 
for anyone wondering the science, I, I like have to think and see the word in my head. And then I say it. God, and so, that sounds ev exhausting. so every time I say it, I'm, I'm reading it in my head. And so if it, if it's ever different, it's because I'm reading it differently in my head. Just think it's fair America. Cause he's fair skinned. I, I feel clever. Thank you. Or he's a ranger. He's far away. Interesting. Or sort of like it's, uh, George to like toupee. Um, it, it's you can a, tell who's been in speech therapy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know what I was doing, uh, but you were mentioning your favorite scenes. So I, I will, I will say, I relate now so much to my mother watching Star Wars and to anyone who's ever felt like but they you don't know understand. You're doing stuff. a good job. Because <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I can't remember a lot of things. My mind is a blender. Neither do I. Well, at, well, at, you start off though. What like your favorites? Your your favorite. Uh, moments of the two towers. Every single tree uh, scene with uh, Mary and Pippin and Treebeard. I thought uh, every, every single tree. Every single tree. All of them. I love that Don't answer more. Look at the trees. I, I thought for sure your favorite scene would have been. What about them? They're made of meat. <laughs> that is also a very good one. Meat back on the menu, boys. Oh that my gosh, they put his them. whole put his whole business in that they line did. read. <laughs> I, I I do love the personality uh, of the the orcs uh, and whatnot yeah. that we do get here and there. Um, Sadly, they were overdubbed. Oh really? Yeah, by mm. British actors. Mm. Yeah, unfortunate. It's, it's very sad. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta yeah, do better. We do. On the table, boys. Uh, I I would agree with. Uh, I mentioned last time that um, it's Mary that I like, right? Yes, mm -hmm. it is Mary that you like. Uh, Mary. Mary is the one that stands up to Treebeard. Yeah, and and so all of that. I I meant I cheated and mentioned it last week, but all yeah. of that's here. I mean, um, it's one of those things like that whole scene where he's yelling at Treebeard. It. It feels like trying to talk to your parents sometimes the, where it's just like you, I know you've lived on this earth for a very long time, but you need to understand that there are people being affected by your inaction. So you're going to have to do something about that. Sorry. Like, the radicalization really, of Mary is, yes, is very, very good. That yeah. pays off in the next movie so well. Uh, he, there's a reason he joins the resistance uh, is all I'm saying. Yes. He also, just next movie and only next movie. But I watched Return of the King today. He has so much chemistry with Eowyn, and he and Eowyn yes. have ended up together. And right. Eowyn and Faramir in the movies makes no sense. No, I, she I, should have ended up with Mary in the Jackson movies. I will fight and die on this hill. They could have had weird, short, tall babies. <laughs> Out of fear that it won't come up next week, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like that jump cut to the pointless scene of Eowyn looking out the window, and then Faramir there, like. Yeah, the, you know, the, given the eyes, I'm like, guys, cut it out. The actors hated that scene because they kept <laughs> saying in the commentary, they're like, if we're good enough to flirt, like, like, even if we're hurt, we should be at the battle. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, even if Faramir's hurt, if he's good enough to flirt and give Eowyn a sponge bath, he's good enough to try and wield a sword. I turn to the king. I'm sorry. But, I appreciate yeah. the strides they made in The Hobbit to give us uh, a lovely... Uh, size differential relationship there uh with an elf and a dwarf yeah um, it, it sort of makes up but yeah i i i loved everything that happened with them in the next one but mm -hmm. um 
yeah uh marion tree beard stuff i like yes i like the battle of helms deep i'm a sucker for uh big bombastic Mm -hmm. battles like yeah i love so much about attack of the clones the last 15 minutes are some of the best though like you know i I, when when you throw a bunch of cool stuff at me i'm gonna love it oh Um, you're making a comparison i thought you thought that we were talking about attack of the clones yeah it's just it's just that of like i love so much about this leading up to the big battle climax but the big battle climax is so fun Yes, and climax it does oh yeah i like and and i love um you know I, i what i assume is a lot of attention to Mm-hmm. Um, what would be like legit tactics and, and whatnot. It feels like this is a real siege, if that makes sense. It, mm-hmm. it feels like I'm seeing what would have taken place. It doesn't feel like, um, you know, like I remember uh, watching recent, my first Pedro Pascal movie, the one with the Great Wall. And it's just like- That was your first? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Wow. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. It's also super, it's, it's one of the, you want to talk about get people getting mad about uh, like ship wheels and everything. Like there were so many things in feudal Japan that should not have been there. Um, and it's just one of those, like, eh, turn off your brain and, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this felt like, no, like we had someone come in and advise or, or whatnot, or maybe Tolkien was just that all, brilliant when writing it. Mm-hmm. All of the Urkai having like those big spears, like, what mm-hmm. would you give foot soldiers? Spears, because it takes mm-hmm. zero experience to know how to use. Exactly. You can shove it in a farmer's hand and they know how to use it. And so these Orkai who were born yesterday, they're big yeah. and strong, but like they're they're like golems. Like they were just yeah, created. Yeah. Like give them a bunch of spears and the tension of the cavalry charge. Like horse beats man, spear beats horse. So like Eumer is screwed and you're watching this big cavalry charge down the hill and you're like, oh my goodness, they're going to all get skewered. All of these Urkai have these giant pikes. And then Gandalf hits the light spell mm-hmm. and they all recoil at the last second. And it's just so, so good. It's so well, cool. And, and that, that's my thing with like the stages of it. It's not just, you know, the initial attack. There, There's so many levels to where almost like if you're starting to settle in and lose tension, Oh, here's the next part. Oh. And then we're moving to this section of the battle. And, you know, it just felt like it was constantly moving and constantly engaging, which I really like. Mm -hmm. Talking about historical accuracies, boop, the TMNT Orakai. Do you not know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Orakai? I do not know about the, what? Please regale me. I would love Uh, to know. The ladder is going up. That happens at the beginning of the battle, but mm-hmm. the bigger ladders, once they've retreated into the Hornburg, yeah, they're like at the next defense position, the bigger mm-hmm. part of the castle. They have these uh, scorpions shooting bolts up, and then like a pulley system. Uh, Legolas shoots an arrow and breaks the chain, yep. and uh, as the ladder is going down, one of the orakai goes. Kawabunga! <laughs> no! What? And How did you, I not know you, about that? You will never not hear it now. We, you are we cursed are, with this knowledge. We are now all going this to leave this curse. podcast and watch Two Towers to confirm this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Because I know exactly oh what he's talking about, yeah. but I don't yeah. remember hearing that, but now it's like, gotta go hear it. Yep, That's that is incredible. It is there. Oh my you'll, god. you'll never unhear it. You're cursed. 
Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's like awesome. a fun curse. Yeah, that, oh, that's great. It makes me laugh every time. Of, of the curses on me at my current state in life, that's the it's, best one so far. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot one. Background Legolas. That is also a, a fantastic thread throughout this entire trilogy in general. But the two towers. Explain. Have you never just or, watched the Legolas? Or, no, and while watching making <laughs> facial expressions the whole time. He is mm-hmm. acting his Orlando Bloom off. Like it is incredible, <laughs> but it's all in the background. He's just Luke Evans is such a great actor. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Great I'm as kidding. Gaston. Yes, <laughs> he was great as Gaston. He was the best part of that movie. Um, I I do love. Uh, there's there's quite a few background actors that crack me up. There's okay. one uh, freaking Rohirrim when the elves show up. He has a huge smile on his face. He's just like, <laughs> look, there's elves. Oh, and like he makes me laugh every time. Aww. And then when Orlando Bloom or Legolas and Aragorn are having their fight and they're arguing in Elvish, and then Aragorn yells, "Then I shall die as one of them." There's a dude in the background who just kind of like shakes his head. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand them, but I I, I feel that one. Um, that's amazing. I, like that's one of the things that's great about like it's like background uh, BT battle droids. Yeah. Oh say. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Go watch uh, Attack of the not Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace very closely there and look for the so battle droid Star Wars washing movies. a tank, yeah. uh, and and you'll never not see him. Um, and that, but that's the thing, you know, I mean, the endless times that I've watched that movie since mm-hmm. 1999, like I look forward to spending more times with these movies and rewatching and watching the commentaries yes. and like all of like experiencing that now and, and finding those things in the background and also learning more. Like that's one of the things uh, I, I've looked forward to being able to finally um, talk about these. Like obviously Boop and I have talked, I've talked to my brother-in-law endlessly uh for for help and information but um getting to talk about these things that i feel like i'm just now catching up to uh Mm -hmm. is really nice and interesting and uh i hope to only grow to love them more um and and see them from different points of views and and see all of the little things that i missed uh on Mm -hmm. the initial run because i definitely just got the like crash course in lord of the rings so far so yeah yeah, lots uh, of fun. I will say, Lord of the Rings makes Stranger Things better. Really? It's still pretty good. But there's you a just lot find of anything to continue to make me I want need, to watch. I need you to get to I, season three, so Steve Update Harrington. to the podcast. If you don't follow our Twitter, I have started Stranger Things. We watched like three episodes the other night. So there you go. No spoilers. Uh, will please. I continue it? He doesn't know about Bob. Probably. Who's Bob? Who's, yes. I'm concerned now. Sean Aston. Yeah. Oh, I do know. I mean, I know he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's in he's it. Great. He's the best guy. He's, he's the best character in season two. Of I Games. don't trust any of you. <laughs> well, uh, safe to say we'll be talking about Stranger Things at some point on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but as far as uh, talking about Lord of the Rings, couldn't ask for a better uh, panel of friends. Uh, thank you all for joining us for. Uh, another uh, entry into our three-parter, uh, the adventure that is the Lord of the Rings marathon here at Nerd Herder. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, uh, any updates to the podcast? Because all of you are podcast people as well. Yes. Um, Daver with 
starting with you. Do, you. do you have anything exciting coming up you want to let the folks know about at home? Yeah. So, you know, you can listen to a larger view of the force, just Star Wars podcast, pretty much wherever you you get your podcasts. Um, I recently and not too long ago became part of the uh, Clashing Sabres team. Uh, so you can catch me over there on their um, on their main show, Talking Star Wars, as well as on my own show. So, yeah. Awesome. awesome stuff uh clashing with sabers good company uh that's a, that's a very exciting uh little change there and so that's awesome so two podcasts uh there mm-hmm. to to check out really mm-hmm. uh michael what's happening with the disney dog you got any new stuff coming out soon i i was talking to somebody about this um I think I've been on your show three times since I put out a podcast <laughs> um, with high school, college volleyball season, everything I'm involved in. It's it's just been crazy busy. Sure. Mm. Um, and then I'm looking at sort of doing some changes with my podcast, maybe relaunching some things. I think I've talked to you about music, things yeah. like that. Um, with me starting to uh, be a contractor for MVP. Um, I'm having to make some changes with my podcast. Uh, so, uh, sure. hopefully by the first of the year, the, it'll be so, cause it's, it's Christmas now. I mean, you know, Oh yeah. yeah. Nothing's how, happening at Christmas. I don't know how Merry he does Christmas. two podcasts cause I struggle, I struggle with one. So well, lots of caffeine, uh, and, and you know, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> having something to say. Yeah. I'm wanting to say very you do. You are I'm recording the next four days in a row. We, uh, Andy, Andy is our little anyway, celebrity. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to plug Viking Blood because I've been drinking this whole time and I'm good and drunk at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. If you want to listen to any of my stuff, that's my Twitter. Uh, I do three shows on my own and then I guest on a bunch of stuff. Um, I just I recorded with Octo Radio recently, so that should be coming out soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Alden Diaz! Yes, uh, catch Red that boy. episode. It's it's a banger. Um, and then, like I said, there's my my Twitter handle at a one hat town. Uh, I, I retweet every show I'm on, so follow mm-hmm. me there uh, and watch Lord of the Rings. It's really good. Absolutely, it is. Let it be gay. <laughs> Uh, it, and at the end of the day, uh, we appreciate everybody uh, listening, uh, I watching. You. I appreciate you. I appreciate Boba mostly, um, mm. although he's always slowly working himself more and more into the episode. Um, especially appreciate our patrons, uh, Ooh, the people who make questionable decisions with their money. Thank you guys for supporting us. You pay for StreamYard, and we appreciate that. Because we get to have awesome people like this uh, hang out with us for nearly two hours. So uh, we leave it at that for this week. Next week, we're back with the obvious next entry, uh, Return of the Jedi. I mean, Return of the King. Uh, Return Return of the guy. Little guys attacking guys in armor in the woods. You know, it just, they blend together uh so well uh but uh yes uh finishing out this lovely adventure into middle earth on the podcast with uh none other than alden diaz we've got uh nikki kumar joining and uh our our friend and also contender for the most views or most uh 
guest spots, Kev, um, joining us. So that's fine. I thought it was going to be Michael, and I was going to flip this table. <laughs> no. uh, I can't wait to get you and Michael on together one day. It's going to be shenanigans. And so, it will be. Uh, until uh, next week. Stay. Um, stay. 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 Sit, Everybody stay. Stay. Good boys. Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement.